so maybe infamously, I took a rather large dump on last week's movie Drive. Um, the biggest problem I had with that movie was that it took 30 minutes to establish <laughs> any kind of context of what was happening whatsoever. This movie gave us more information than Drive did over the course of its runtime in its first five minutes. This movie was dense, and I loved it. Yeah? You had... Like, you know what this felt like? This felt like a really long book had actually been crunched down into the course of a movie, rather than just a regular screenplay, if that makes sense. Mm. Kind of makes I sense. Can see that. Cause I, I can see I that. I got anyways. I love the way that last week is going to be known as the week where we pretty much shat on everyone's opinion of the movie. And, like, <laughs> I'm fully prepared to be the bad guy again. But, like... You did not like this movie, did you? No, no, no. That's for initial thoughts. We're going to wait until after the intro music starts playing. <laughs> okay. Wait, speaking about so... intro music, you guys have something I noticed. We, we still haven't Sam is it. just sitting there giggling. Yeah, he's just giggling for some fucking reason. <laughs> He wants to hey, see I'm okay. I promise I'm okay. Yeah. And you just hear Sam snickering for another 10 fucking minutes. Yeah. Like the whole time just snickering for the whole podcast. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Have we even... not... <laughs> I, I want to talk about yeah, this like, movie, so maybe we should get to the intro. I know Uchi has his uh, knives out for this movie, but we should really get to it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very... <laughs> Shortest cold open ever. We're just gonna go with the really short cold open. Yeah, let's yeah, do the short cold open. Nice like ass. this movie didn't waste time. <laughs> oh my god. Sam did it. He's All a right. killer. Well, let's start the show. Welcome to the Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi Samwalka. Michael Novakchanov. And Pam Hinshark. And today, we will be reviewing the Oscar-nominated movie, Knives Out. Um, before we get into that, we should tell our new listeners what the Northern Critic Podcast is. The Northern Critic Podcast is a film review podcast that looks at audience or host hand-picked films based off of plot, cinematography, casting and style um all of the review points that we give on this episode are totally based off of our opinions as your hosts um and potential guests on the show although we don't have any on the show today wasn't it summer who was supposed to be on the show this week well shit i did not i i did not ask her because well jordan was easy to get on the show because jordan has a recording setup right Mm, so yeah, I have I no that. idea how Summer's setup is. And now this yeah. feels mm-hmm. awkward because she's going to hear this and be like, why didn't you say shit, Uchi? <laughs> I thought we were friends. Way to call her out, a Pam. shit microphone. Uh, I just threw Uchi under the bus. You did. Oops. You know, let me just, I'll even text us. I'm sorry right now beforehand. <laughs> just, uh, just, just a I, random sorry, text. And, just, then, and then be like, you'll understand it in two weeks' time. You know what, fuck it. Let me actually do that. Let me see how she responds. But yes, Sam, continue. <laughs> Yes, so as mentioned, we will be reviewing the movie Knives Out, uh, which is a movie that is a, um, it's about a two-hour documentary into how knives are made. Um, I found it very interesting. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what it's your thoughts were It's absolutely brilliant. Like, do you real, see the, the chef real, knife? Uh, real, 
real description in the movie. It's a two-hour <laughs> game of Clue. It's a whodunit. Whodunit. <laughs> Pretty much it's a whodunit. Yeah. But, like, in a sense, though, all I got from it was it's about knives and it's about donuts. So, <laughs> really, Sam it's like... really high when he watched this movie. <laughs> it's like about a donut inside a donut sheet, donut hole. Because, like, I cannot, I cannot stress how much I giggled when he was like, these are all pieces in a circle with a big hole in the middle. It's a donut. donut. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Really that was glad. hilarious. It was. I'm really glad we did this movie this week because honestly, the other day I went into work and I walked into one of the uh, into one of the greenhouses and there was a hose that was like cut open and the saw was sitting there and it was just laying there in two pieces. And so I took a picture of it and I messaged it to like all my coworkers and I was like, I accuse this coworker of murdering. Uh, Mr. Hose with the saw in the greenhouse, and no one got the reference to Clue. <laughs> and I was like, "This, this is just perfect for watching this movie. This is the great lead up for my week." Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, are, we, are we jumping to initial thoughts, or do you guys want me to do my lowdown on uh, what it's about? I mean, I did kind of tell people what it, I'm joking. Uh, it for is those listening. The... It's not about knives. It's no. it's a it's a murder mystery. Yeah, it is a murder mystery. Um. Knives Out was directed by Ryan Johnson and Edgar Wright. Um, it is a 2019 American mystery film written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Um, he's a good writer. It uh, follows a family gathering, uh, a family gathering gone Ari after the patriarch's death, which leads to a master detective to investigate um, what, you know, who done it, basically. So... Quick pause to cut you off, sorry. Did you say? Did you mean to say array or array? Array. I don't know, array. man. Array. <laughs> English is hard, and English is very hard right now. On another um, quick pause, Sam, I did respond to my message. She just wrote for what? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell her oh, you'll know in two weeks. <laughs> so back on topic. Uh, first yeah. of all, that dude is not a master detective. Let's just make that very clear. No, he is not. <laughs> he is not. He well, he's not Nancy portrayed Drew as such. He read Nancy Drew and the such. Hardy Boys as a kid and decided to open his own private eye. Uh, I'm not sure if this movie thinks he's a master detective and just didn't portray it well, or actually he isn't and the movie is aware of that but the characters are kind of under the impression he is because they did make a reference to it in this movie where she called him a lousy detective right mm-hmm. yeah so i'm kind of thinking that that was he was intentionally bad hence you know the dumb donut analogy which was quite entertaining but then he um, had some moments of actually being good yeah but then at the end he did really piece it together yeah um, so I kind of got mixed messages from this movie, honestly, in terms of that particular part of it. Um, so yeah, initial thoughts, I suppose. Yep. Who wants? To... Um, yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like we're jumping right even, into initial thoughts. I haven't even given. Oh yeah, no, he has to finish this thing. Yeah, Sam finish it. Yes, the film features an ensemble cast including Daniel Craig. Uh, we know him as James Bond, but in this case, he's the Private Eye. Um, Chris Evans, Captain America. Um, Ana de Armas. Uh, Jeremy Lee Curtins, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson. Jer- 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 oh, what's her name? Lee Curtis, not Jamie Curtis. Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Collette, uh, Lakeith Steinfeld. Uh, good big up. I love him as an actor. 
um, Catherine Longford, Jordan Martell, and Christopher Plummer. Um, uh, sorry, Jaden, not Jordan Martell. Jaden Martell. Uh, people would remember him from the It movies um, as well. Uh, he was what was his name in the It? I can't remember. He was one of the kids. Uh, it has it had the movie had its world premiere at the 2019 Toronto Film Festival. Uh, another movie that premiered there uh, and was released in the United States on November the 27th, 2019. So by Lionsgate. So again, we have um, more Oscar nominated films being released literally at the end of the year. Um, and Lionsgate, because I think this is their second movie that actually got nominated. So big production company right there. Um, the movie grossed uh, $312 million dollars worldwide and it only costs 40 million to make so it more than quadrupled what the cost of production basically um yeah and it also has a 97 percent on Rotten tomatoes so we can jump into initial thoughts uh so i guess i'll go first on this movie <clears throat> and i don't want to make it sound like i disliked this movie because i actually did really enjoy this movie quite a bit um but just thinking about it the impression I get from this movie is that while it was decently put together, it had a lot of moving parts. Like the the screenplay itself was quite ambitious. And I feel like it was it was put together imperfectly. It had mm. all the bits, but I don't feel like there's quite enough foreshadowing and it, it was it just felt a little clumsy in certain sections. Like that big reveal at the end, obviously, that every whodunit movie is gonna have mm-hmm. didn't quite feel like it, it felt like it came out of the blue just a little bit it was not as flawless as the movie thought it was if that makes sense right mm-hmm. um so i was definitely left with that impression but overall the movie did succeed at what it set out to do it did sort of make a clever murder mystery and there was definitely a lots of or a lot of sort of pieces of the puzzle that i picked up on and did sort of predict was going to happen um, and we'll get into spoiler territory in a little bit. But that's my impression, is the movie was good, um, but it wasn't flawless, right? And mm-hmm. this movie is one of those movies where you, uh, if you watch it, it kind of thinks it's flawless, if that makes sense. The movie yeah. thinks it's really smart, and it almost is. I guess I'll go. Yeah. So, I also kind of enjoy this movie like a lot, right? I thought... It was entertaining. I kept the the murder mystery kept me going even after like the first reveal about halfway through the movie when I was like, okay, is it now uh, how the person got away with it kind of thing? Like, would they be able to trick the master detective? But like, I can't get what you mean by like the foreshadowing was just not enough. Like there was mm-hmm. certain moments of foreshadowing where it's like, oh, that's there, that's there. Like all the clues to, for us to figure out who did it is there in the movie but at the same time it feels like it maybe that's a good thing that it's not as obvious being like hey big red sign is clearly this one person right but it's just like small things Mm -hmm. but like Um, i I did enjoy the movie i enjoyed every single character in the movie even the asshole family because they're kind of fun to watch they were extremely dysfunctional like all of them just eating each other <laughs> like that family is fucked up i love the argument between like um the the character in college what's what's her name was it meg 
Mm-hmm. Like uh, Meg yeah. and the old right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and them just arguing and just like it was like that's a family argument right there. That was some good shit. I enjoyed this movie. Is it yeah. I like as, the Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, is it perfect? No. Is it a great time? Yeah. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh I I was just gonna add to what you said about the thing with meg um where one of my favorite lines also was uh, chris evans's character going how's the sjw degree going and I was like, oh, oh my, my god. god i killed myself <laughs> laughing for i swear to god like i actually had to pause the movie that was, was really, so that hard. was really funny but at the same like <laughs> it, it felt real but at the same time it felt out of place right if that makes sense i don't know mm. it felt like pop culture bled a bit too much into the movie in that it like it was funny but it took me out of the movie at the same time right mm-hmm. yeah so I think, and, and i then feel there's like the... you could have put a slightly wittier line there and, and like, it would have mm. had a greater punch because anybody can say oh how's this your w degree going like that okay that's low-hanging fruit but yeah. if you mm-hmm. could come up with a really clever insult to sort of insult that viewpoint it would have been mm-hmm. a lot funnier see I think it's like yes, it's low hanging fruit, but I just think of like how my cousins and I act, and yeah. like that would be something they would say, and like and that's it, why it's a hundred percent realistic. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I you want to watch movies to see people who are faster to the gun than normal, who have like quicker wits than normal, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what dry makes movies like this in particular enjoyable when yeah. the dialogue is snappy, and that line was distinctly not it was funny (laughs) but it wasn't snappy so i I don't know that's just kind of my take on it right yeah um i don't know it's a stylistic decision they i know they could have come up with something smarter but they deliberately chose not to right i don't know if you're gonna say that about a movie where it's like we got a hole and it's like a donut and it's got like a smaller donut and there's a hole in that donut that goes in the bigger donuts like they knew what they were doing when they were writing that line they knew they were making the detective sound like a fucking loon <laughs> yeah. i guess pa- pam okay. are you going yeah, next can, or I, 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 yeah. doesn't matter to me um you can go. i overall yeah. enjoyed this movie um you know honestly like i said before i felt like i was watching a two-hour game of clue and it made me really want to play clue you know if i had people who lived with me <laughs> um but I honestly I can't even shit on this movie. I mean, if the one thing I did find it that I found a little bit negative is it felt like you know how people have those mystery parties. Yeah. It kind of felt a little like that to me, and what's it? And um, Harlan was gonna jump up and be like, "I'm not actually dead," just to like mm-hmm. see how his family would react in that situation, right? Yeah. Hmm. Um, and my other minor issue with this is like. Yes, I liked how fast-paced the movie was at the beginning and showed us so much. Um, but I kind of would like to have a little more lead-up to trying to figure out who I thought did it instead of, like, all of a sudden, oh, the nurse is the one responsible and that's who we believe is responsible until the very end. You know what I mean? Mm. How it was, like, maybe 20 minutes and all of a sudden we're th- thinking it's Marta who did who killed, the, who killed Harlan. Yeah. Um, Overall, the movie I thought was pretty. It was the dialogue was pretty good. Um, there was a few minor little pacing things and inconsistencies, but overall, acting. I mean, the Richard, the 
the hu- the one husband. Honestly, I kept getting Big Lebowski vibes from him. Is he the guy with the cane or the other one? The other one. Okay. The one that's having the affair. I don't know why. I think it was the hair and the beard. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It felt the way the family was squabbling and mad, and mad about everything. I could see that actually happening in real life mm-hmm. and them acting like that, especially with like such a large fortune. Right. Um, oh, yeah. And like Daniel Craig. Okay, qu- this is going to probably sound like the fucking dumbest question ever. Is Daniel Craig British or yes. is he American? Yes, he is. He, he is British. British? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed his, like, how did Chris Evans put it in the movie? Kentucky, Kentucky Fried Chicken, chicken <laughs> Southern Drawl. That I thought was really interesting. I liked that instead of, like, making him British. Because it's so easy just for Daniel Craig to walk in and be, like, the very Sherlock Holmes versus, you mm-hmm. know, Southern yeah. But he really like, talked like a Yankee. <laughs> he didn't even talk like a yank he talked like a southerner more than a yank yeah i know um but yeah overall i thought it was really entertaining i mean i was a little i don't want to say i knew ransom was the one responsible um but i feel like the part where the grandma is standing there and is like ransom are you back again oh was, that kind of gave it away for me yeah like very early on in the movie um, but like automatic, I knew someone in the family had done it. I knew it wasn't gonna just be the maid, the not the maid, the, the nurse. nurse messed up. And mm-hmm, I mean, like yeah. shit like that does happen in the medical profession, and people mess up drugs all the time. But this is a murder mystery. <laughs> yeah, it's a murder mystery. I was like, this is too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that I know you guys loved that donut inside of a donut analogy. When mm-hmm. he started saying that, I was like, okay, where is he going with this? Like, yeah. Like, it was a little, like, okay, like, you're seeming crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I kind of picked it up as, like, maybe this detective is a little nuts. He's instead a drama of, like, where queen. You guys... Yes, he's a drama queen, whereas you guys came across with the point of, like, maybe he's just a bad detective. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I don't think... I don't know, actually. The movie gave us mixed messages, right? Yeah, well, because, that's exactly it. I just honestly yeah. thought maybe he's just a little bit loony, and I feel well, like... Actually, now that I think about it, no, he's not a bad detective because he, at the, okay, spoilers for everybody, obviously, now, right? He, yeah. at the very end of the movie, has said that he knew she did it the whole time because of the blood on her shoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was fishing around for Clues. something. Evidently. He was looking like, for a reason why he was murdered. Because, yeah. yeah. as he's pointed out, like, three quarters for the movie, he was like, we have all these motives, but all these motives are weak. There has to be a bigger reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess he was a good detective. Um, he was it's just a drama a queen as well. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's just my... his quirk. He's a loony. Yeah. I mean, he could just be theatrical. It's a fair my character trait. Thing with this movie that I absolutely love that came back around is in the earlier part of the movie where Harlem Harlan is going on about you can't tell the difference between a real knife and a fake prop. And at the end where Chris Evans' character grabs the knife and, like, goes to stab her. And then, it, like, it's a I totally missed knife. that. Yeah, oh, you, I, yeah. I, I got that, too. Yeah, I, was totally I that enjoyed part. that. I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be a prop. Yeah. And then, yeah. sure enough, it was. And so it just kind of shows, like, when you want something, like, an inheritance that bad, you're willing to kill for it and mm-hmm. go about it blindly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um. And the other thing that I wanted to bring up was uh, right at the beginning when they're looking at the vials and he said, that would be a great way to kill someone for one of my stories. I immediately knew that the drugs had been swapped, right? Yeah. 
and yeah. like it, immediately good. at that point you know okay the nurse thinks she's guilty but she's innocent on a technicality right mm-hmm. yeah so that's kind of when she confessed to it i went okay but we haven't actually found who the real murderer was yeah like mm-hmm. i knew it was so. someone in the family but i i hadn't mm-hmm. picked up on the fact that drugs had been switched i just right. was like it's gonna be someone in the family it always is mm-hmm. yeah um i think my favorite character in this entire movie was in fact uh the well harland the or the actor who plays harland however um because the moment i fell in love with him was when she had already switched like she already figured out that the drugs were switched so she had given him a hundred grams of morphine instead of three initially um and you know she tells him oh i've given you a hundred grams and he's like oh what were you supposed to give me? And she's like, I was supposed to give you three grams. And he's like, huh, that's much less. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and he sits down and, then, and starts writing and into then he his takes book. Out, he takes out a notepad and he's like, this is good for a murder mystery. So like, what would happen if the ambulance didn't get here in time? And then she's like, maybe she's like, she's like he'd start maybe sweating and, you know, your blood pressure would go up. He's like, oh, good, good, good. Mm-hmm. And he's writing down all of this in a notepad. And as a writer, I just, I was motivated by this guy. I'm like, he's a real writer. I'm yeah. just sitting there watching this going like, dude, I love how calm you are. You're just like, I'm going to write this in for a book I'm never going to publish because I'm going to die. And that's the other thing is he was writing all this down. They're talking about the symptoms and I'm going, but he's not exhibiting any of them. So the yeah. drugs were definitely swapped, right? So, yeah. For mm-hmm. me, it's like when she was like, oh, you start doing this in like 10 minutes. No, in 10 minutes you die. He start yeah. getting other symptoms, and he tells her this elaborate plan on how to get away with this, and I'm like, "This is a long plan. Aren't you supposed to be like almost dying now?" Yeah, I feel like as a nurse, but like I know in critical situations you might not be thinking straight, but like as a nurse, you should be able to be like, "Okay, well he's not exhibiting symptoms A through D." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe we'll check something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, also she didn't see. I know she didn't see him. Um, like when she went back in, all she did was put on his clothes and then pretend to be him, right? So she never mm-hmm. really went back to see how he was doing. Oh no, after he died. She left. That's yeah, no, cut. but like she didn't no, 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 see Michael. his dead. No, no, not Michael Sam. No, no, she she actually yeah. died. Like remember the show her seeing this? She sees him slit his throat. Oh right, mm-hmm. yeah. right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. I forgot That's how she gets that. the blood okay. on her shoe or something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also liked how, again, going back to the donut in a donut reference, uh, my weird self watching this movie, looking at the knives and being like, all these knives are shaped like a donut. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, it was. <laughs> it was. I did not pick up on that. But that no, I, it was. I, I'm not giving that <laughs> one to you. <laughs> but I there was did, a big hole in the middle of the I knives. I did like, like <laughs> the set piece of all the knives. That made for some good visuals of the person sitting surrounded by knives. It was very Game knives. of Thrones-esque. It was. It, it was. was. I liked it a lot. I completely oh, forgot about that. Um, and uh, what's his name? Jaden Martell's character, who he was supposed to be the little kid who was like way off in the left, like super no, conservative. No, right. Right, right. Super right. Was, right. Yeah. Yeah. was he right? Yeah, oh, left yeah. is Democrat, okay, I don't know the right difference. is conservative. Okay, right. So he was super conservative. Um, and then basically the entire family, when they're squabbling about like what Ransom and Harland were arguing about before Ransom like stormed out of the house, 
uh, people were like, well, he was probably in the bathroom jerking off when it happened. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he's like on the spot. Uh, apparently, he was tweeting in the bathroom while, while the argument was going on. I don't know. I I feel like all of the characters in this, like, I, I, I don't, Uchi, you can agree with me yeah. on this. I, I'm sure you would. But they reminded me of, especially both of us coming from an African background, when a patriarch dies and oh, all the God. African family members come back. Yeah, and it's like a sh- fucking shit show of who gets in. I, I hate to break it to you, but that's not exclusive to <laughs> Africa. Yeah, that's that is everybody. That like, is as, human. As someone who has no grandparents left, that is absolutely every family. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I realized because watching this with, movie? Yeah. White families argue in the open. Mm-hmm. Afghan families backstab and connive they and backstab, scheme yeah. and throw mm-hmm. each other in the back. We, we, African families, you never have a scene of everyone shining at each other in the living room. No, oh, that no, would no, not no, happen. No, no. We're going to do it in evil ways. Mm-hmm. We're going to plot this people would, If stealing a house was possible and that was an African family, they would steal the house. Bro, Le- legit. <laughs> Stealing a house was a possibility. There was. Okay, okay. I don't know if you guys. Sorry, this is gonna be a little bit of a sidebar. But as you mentioned about stealing a house, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Robin Hood Men in Tights. I have seen um, parts of it. Okay, there is a scene where they literally take, they steal Robin Hood's castle. They load it up on wheels and roll it away. <laughs> awesome alright the, ma- the manservant is literally sitting there in the can as this castle All is right. going away I love that I love it yes. <laughs> well that's the thing right so it was interesting watching this and like you know um, how the entire family is like you know treating Martha like you know she's important it's like oh we care about you we know he was your best friend no they don't or whatever no, whatever don't. And then as soon as like he gives everything everything to Martha, everyone's like, but you know, you know this isn't fair. Like you know deep down. You were and she's sleeping like, with him. Yeah, you were sleeping she's like, uh, what did you do? <laughs> and let's not forget how much of a dick this family was to Martha to start. You know, oh, yeah. being like, well, talking about immigration stuff and I I don't know. I could I could just Basically this family was, was a bunch of scumbags. All of them were yeah. scumbags. <laughs> I could I think a bunch movie- of Oh. Um, I was gonna say a bunch of uh, entitled scumbags. That's yes, yeah, yes, all yeah. of them are entitled scumbags. And the movie did a great job of establishing that right at the beginning, right? I was gonna mm-hmm. say, um, what do they call uh, Chris Evans? Uh, Ransom. Ransom. I know, but what 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 did it make call him? Uh, trust fund. Trust fund. Trust fund 30, bitch or whatever. Uh, thirty thirty year trust fund baby or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. They're all they were mm-hmm. all trust fund babies. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're all pointed. I liked even how they pointed out to uh, what is that old woman with uh, short white hair? They said, yeah, she built her business. Oh, up Linda. a million dollar Linda. loan as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah um, pretty much. And they basically pointed out that this whole family, ex- mm-hmm. like nobody in the family, was self made except for the dead patriarch, right? Yeah. yeah. So, which also let's not. I. I thought it was again this is just for me trying to be a successful writer but he was a writer and he was that successful i don't know i just i loved his character well he's like the scan yeah. of all his books on the shelf right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah. yeah that happened right at the beginning mm-hmm. um i love the I way i hadn't like read the blurb on the movie i would have missed that but they saw his name it's like oh okay yeah he's a best-selling author Mm-hmm. It was a, it was good. I really liked how they set that all up. This movie was. The more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm actually starting to 
understand all the nuances of the movie, right? Because you guys are so like good, right? <laughs> That's honestly why I kept like with him being such a big screen like screenwriter, with a big such a big author. I kept expecting it to be almost like one of those murder mystery parties who done it right. where he's like, I'm not actually dead. Oh no, but like, he's I was actually dead. That dead. To be a huge... mm-hmm. Plot also, twist, right? uh, I don't know if you guys noticed uh, how the movie starts with the mug that says "My House, My Rules." Yeah, and, awesome. and then at the end, it ends with Martha house. drinking from that mug, and I was my like, house. "Oh my god, yeah. that was perfect!" I saw that. I was oh no, I I like this movie. I really See, liked it. That symbolism <laughs> done right. It's it's fucking <laughs> blunt, but it's awesome. <laughs> it was like a great big middle finger to oh the board. Like, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you gotta be dense to miss that, but I loved it. You know what? I like also like one of the best things with this movie is every single time someone in the family would say to Martha, it's like we're so sorry. We sh- we think you should have been there at the wed- at the funeral, but I was outvoted, right? Mm-hmm. And I was said by so many people, I'm like, who who the fuck outvoted you? Like, no, yeah. like, no one wanted you. To be <laughs> they there. all they all said no. The only I person they all said no. The only person I think who might yeah. have said yes was Meg, but then as we see mm-hmm. in the movie, Meg's also in- easily influenced. Yeah, well, and, I wouldn't say yeah. Meg. Meg prob <laughs> with Meg, I could kind of understand that like family because she's also young right yeah, so, like, yeah that's what i meant family, yeah that like pressure to like because even when she calls martha the entire family's staring at her while she's on the yeah road. yeah you know what I she mean? was the least scummy out of all of them she was the least i young. feel like she was honestly just like okay maybe like granddad has like said okay you're actually gonna go make yourself make something of yourself i will pay for your schooling and mm-hmm. like don't worry about working during school like just get good grades and like succeed right right? especially Mm -hmm. because ransom did nothing with his life right and now she's like okay well granddad left Mm -hmm. me didn't even leave me money for um school because of what my mom was doing now i'm panicking right Mm -hmm. like also bruh meg's mom was laundering a hundred thousand dollars every year for the her character her character was low-key the most despicable out of all of them honestly and i find it so funny how they like painted her as like a stevie nicks hippie oh and yet she was like one of the scummiest her and richard i think were the scummiest of them all of them are they're all horrible people I think Ransom was the most horrible, but I mean, he he did kill his granddad. At least he was mildly intelligent, right? Yeah, I mean, but he he was the reason for the murder to begin with. It was all Ransom's fault. That's my favorite. Yeah, but at least he actually like had the had the brain capacity to like come up, (laughs) cock this master plan. That's the best part. True, I guess. I like the fact that in one part of the movie, Ransom said he did research with his granddad one summer to help him write books, right? Right. So that's when he probably planned the whole murder. Well, no, you see the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait, hold up. What was that Instagram influencer's name again? Joni, I think. That's the yeah. The yeah. one yeah. money. Like that. That's what I mean. Is her character was the greasiest, but she was also just so fucking dumb. It was. Yeah, she was. Oh, yeah. That I think that's why I have like the least amount of sympathy for her. Her character, sure. right? I have <laughs> no sympathy she... for any of these characters. Except uh, for Martha. And yeah, of course. I mean they're Colin. all in dirtbags. Yeah. And I, I, I would say I felt the worst for Harlan though, because like imagine being oh, the don't forget Fran. of that family. 
Yeah, and Fran too. But like, imagine being Harland, right, in his you shoes and just looking at your I, family like you're all horrible. You know? I didn't <laughs> mind Linda's character either. Linda's, Linda's character was pretty good. She who was Linda again? She the, was the uh, one white the Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, the one with the business that started oh, with a million right. dollars. Right. Because like she had a leg up and she was a little entitled. But at least her character was sort of presented as a little intelligent too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what is that note that she was reading at the end? I oh. missed what that said. That was the note about Richard cheating on her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. That he yeah. found and it was like blank, but it was written in invisible ink where you had to heat activate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Richard is a fucking dumbass. So he, <laughs> he did not me notice. Big Lebowski. Uh, I, yet again, another the fact that his. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say another throwback to something Linda said in the movie where it's like, oh, me and dad had our own way of talking with each other. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. Invisible Ink. Oh. Ah, okay. that makes sense. You oh, know what? This when I have a kid, I'm going to really do that. Smart. It has such small things. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I want to be mad about how we figure out who does it. But then at the same time, all these little small things. So I'm like, it makes sense for this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the details this, are really small, but they're there. It is dense. This movie has motivated me to communicate with my loved ones with invisible ink. That's what I'm gonna do from now on. <laughs> like... Bro, they're just gonna burn it. They're gonna claim witchcraft or some shit. <laughs> we gotta heat up the bottom to see what I'm sending you. So basically, what we've learned from this movie is that Ryan Johnson was trying to redeem himself for the Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, he did so well. Such a great I was gonna movie. say Sam's gonna write his will in invisible ink. He will. Yeah, <laughs> I could totally do that. I could see myself doing that. Oh my goodness! No, I I loved it. This movie was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought the um. Oh my god, the one with the cane. Uh, I forget his Walt. name. Yeah, Walt. Walt, right. Where in the beginning they're explaining how uh, he, well, technically, it, well, Harlan is kind of like saying uh, he's he blames himself for like not letting his son like you know do his own thing and like having him run the publishing company for yeah. however many years, maybe thirty years or something like that. I thought that was a dick move from Harlan, but it was a necessary move. Because it's like, well, you've been working for me for 30 years, but now you're free to go do whatever you want to do. And he's like, are you firing me then? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. and his I just character was... was so entitled, I yes. didn't feel bad for him. It's like, yeah, you've been riding the goddamn gravy train your whole life. Yeah. And now you fucking bit the hand that feeds you and it, it's it's slapping you down. Like, you mm-hmm. get what you deserve, bro. This isn't... right. Uh, so, and I know the one thing uh, me and my girlfriend talked about when we watched it, She, w- we just talked, we joked about it where it's like, could you be as old as any of those people and still live with your parents, regardless you know of whether your parents had a mansion or not? I would. Know? I 100% would. Would you? <laughs> bro, it's, I would, it's, it's, I would it's not. It's hard out here, bro. Like, do you not I, see the streets? It's a struggle. And no, no, like, but I'm saying your I'm parents doing... can still, like, Harlan can still give them money if they need it. They just yeah. don't have to live with him. You they know would've... what I mean? Like, I you know I what? don't know I don't know maybe I just don't mind the idea I of like a giant think... family unit I don't think they lived with them giant residence. I don't think they lived with him yeah because like... why would they have Marta if they lived with him well didn't like they all live in the house I don't no. know the no, only one I can no. honestly see living in the house is fucking Joni and Meg mm-hmm. but yeah. it's because it's Joni 
actually, now that you mention it, they said they were all in town. They all needed to stay. So I guess they don't all live there. Oh, they yeah. don't. Oh, okay, right, yeah. right, right. Okay, okay. That yeah. makes sense then. Because I was wondering. I was kind of like, I would not be that old and still live with my parents. Like, that's that's old, old, man. Like I would be out so like, fast. Yeah, I like, don't know. Like, like, regardless of, like, you know, you're going to get married or have kids or stuff, like, would you still live? You know what I, I mean? I think, <laughs> like, I'm kind of thinking about it, like, maybe they move back, because I know that's what my auntie did when my grandma got older, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she moved to back to the, the house to live with my grandma. And they oh, okay. could take care of themselves okay. for, like, for quite some time, but eventually got to the stage where my auntie did need to live with her. Mm-hmm. So I kind of interpreted it as in that kind of situation, right? Yeah, because right. I was also a great um, nan nah, at the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a family. I see what I see what other. you mean. They ventured out into mean. the world. Now they've all come home. Come home, okay. I yes, see and they come that. home with baggage. This is my old right son. He's a little yeah. shit who <laughs> masturbates to deer. I mean, <laughs> as someone who has moved out and moved home, probably the better part of six times in her life. You sometimes have to go home to the nest. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sorry, man. I can just imagine your mom like looking at you coming through the door like shit again? again? You're back? I thought I got ready, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. When Pat oh. moved out like for the sixth time, she was like, Alright, see you in two years time. No, okay, my mom was literally just like she was out here last Thursday and she looked at me and like looked at all the furniture and stuff, like my fully furnished apartment. My first real adult apartment. Yeah. And she looked at me and went, if you move home, you're either going to have to sell this or rent a storage unit because we do not have the space to store all your shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's honest. Jeez. Um, Lionsgate uh, announced actually the February of this year that a sequel is in development. Also. Oh, is it going to be the same mm-hmm. characters or just a detective? Yeah, I think I read it was supposed to be a detective and that would be better. Alpha? So like the like maybe a, like a different case. Yeah, right? I I would Instead like to see the detective yeah. again, and I'm not sure. Do you know what? Like, let's get to the other half of the movie now. Is the casting didn't do anything for me. Um, really? I didn't mind Daniel Craig. Actually, I I enjoyed Daniel Craig, but the rest of them I thought were passable. And like Martha's character did, she played the role well, but the yeah. role itself wasn't inherently interesting. Mm-mm. Right? Mm-mm. Is she was just a good hearted nurse who was caught up in something way over her head. Mm-hmm. I don't and, even know if you could get an actress who could really add life to that character because it is such a wallflower character. It is. Yeah. And it and she did what she could with it, honestly. Mm-hmm. But she did a lot with her facial expressions. She did. She looked really mopey the whole fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, your best friend just da- committed suicide in front of you. Are you sure yeah. you'd be happy? Yeah. Be like, hey guys, what the fuck? I also think some of the best acting was probably done by the cops in this film too. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith was great. He was good (laughs) because you could tell he was kind of the cop who was just watching Daniel Craig do his thing, but at the same time, he still, you know, he's still like, is this guy really a detective or is he just like a crazy person? You know, like a fucking loon or is he actually good at his job here? (laughs) Because he's talking about donuts and then like Keith is like, come on, man, could you just get to the point? You know, like, yeah, he had no sense of drama whatsoever. (laughs) I mean, one thing he's looking around like, am I in a goddamn movie over here? Yeah. Um, One thing we will about being about characters being self-aware in the movie I kind of got that vibe a little bit too, and I mean, the movie we're doing next week, we'll see that more. But I thought that was could have been something like an interesting. Now that you mentioned it, could have been an interesting offset 
that leads back into Harlan not being dead of being surprised. I'm alive. alive. <laughs> but Honestly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think I would like the movie. I, or rather, I don't think I would have liked the movie if that would have happened. Yeah. Because that would have been, it, it would have sucked the life out of all the effort they had put into oh, yeah. all the small it would have been cameos a and everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, if it was directed by the guy who directed Extraction, maybe he would have done that. Um, no, 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 no. It would have no, been. It would have been, been Schrodinger's cat. We wouldn't know whether he lived or not. Was that? It would have yeah. been. Blur- it would have been him in the blurred background when Martha's drinking from the mug. The yeah. grave would have. Their grave would have moved or something. The dirt would have started or, or to rise off the, picture, the coffin. The eyes in the picture that Martha was staring at would have moved. Yeah. Oh my. Like you know it's... the false eyes that they have in castles. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Be that. It turns into a horror movie halfway through. Um. You know, also, I, I s- yeah, go, go go for it. Sorry, I just kind of lost my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> awesome! I was just gonna uh, say, yeah. also straight up, that house could totally pass for a haunted house. I totally sure. got Adam's family vibes from it. Yeah, I love exactly. that. Especially that first scene. Yeah, yeah, no, that first scene where it like scans in. I was like, oh my god, it looks like the Adam's family house, and I was like, ah, uh, that's about it. And then I got yeah. very big clue vibes. They were definitely See, from, going for that. You guys say that, but then at the end of it, when Daniel Craig's character like brings everything together, I was like, "All that's missing now is Scooby Doo. That's all that's missing right now." <laughs> you like, and your you and your meddling chip, you and your meddling kids, <laughs> you and your you and your meddling nurse who can't tell a lie, otherwise she vomits. Okay, I'm sorry. That was a pretty good gag, actually. Yeah, because the best line, if I don't know, if I was the one writing the screenplay. I don't know if it's copyrighted or not, but I would have put in a line. I think it was copyrighted. Chris Evans's character just being like, "And I wouldn't have gotten in the way with it too oh. if it wasn't for you meddling nurse." <laughs> like uh. you know what I like you know. I but I was like, no. obviously, it's probably copyrighted. You know, I, but that would have made me laugh so hard. It also would have totally deflated. Yeah. <laughs> um. So earlier we talked about this. Um. About the casting, oh. how. We talked about Chris Evans being an asshole in all the movies he played, except Captain America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but when you said it's hard to believe Chris Evans as an asshole, I'm like, that's him in every movie when he's and, not yeah. a Marvel superhero. And yeah, I was like thinking about it. that's him in every movie he plays a douchebag, except when he's Captain America. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, then, and, was... and then there's one other movie that he plays. A... No, he plays a douchebag in that movie. Yeah. So <laughs> while we're saying is Chris Evans is a douchebag. I mean, he's got the look for it. <laughs> I should probably say I'm sorry to Sam again. Okay, I, mean, so I love does, Chris Evans. Don't get me wrong. Um, he does. He can pull off douchebag vibes, though. He, he, he does pull it off well, and he does it where it's like he's still lovable. Mm, I don't you know, know about what? that. Like, I hate. I that. Ra- <laughs> listen, if, if his Evans, character gone, if Chris Evans was like not an actor and I, he was like a coworker. I'd probably still be friends with him, but I'd still be like, yeah, you're, it'd be to his face, be like, you're a douchebag, but I'm still friends with you. Like, that's what I mean by he's still He has a certain like level someone of who would, like, He just seems like someone who would fuck you over, though. Like, would. I would not want to be friends with that uh, guy. I don't, <laughs> like, think, I don't think he, well, like, are you talking about Ransom or Chris Evans? I don't Ransom. think Chris well, Evans like, would, like, Ransom, yes. Chris Evans is a person 
I don't think he would fuck you over. I feel like <laughs> he'd be like he'd be a douchebag, but he still kind of have a good heart. But I, I don't know. I feel like he's that guy at work who would plant drugs in like your work desk. Whoa! Oh my god! Then, then, <laughs> That's a bit then, far. That's very and then when different. like you're getting fired for it, he'd be like snickering in the background. That's you know not even. I mean? no, That's not even a douchebag. That I feel like he'd be the guy that fudges <laughs> your time card. And that's even bad as well. Like, what? All but right. it's a little less bad than planting drugs in your yeah. work. Well, one's criminal. Yeah, um, one's extreme. Okay, but... so I guess I I can't want to talk about this before, right? Yeah. Uh, when ransom, like I know, like Sam, you want him to change, like oh, going away from without you meddling kids, right? Yeah. No, no. I just thought that would have been hilarious if that was the case. Like, I don't mind, but I just yeah. thought Didn't that would do been... that in the supernatural Scooby Doo episode. We're not talking about Scooby-Doo, guys. They do that in every Scooby-Doo episode. I know they do that in every Scooby-Doo episode, but didn't they do that in the Supernatural crossover? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. Honestly, maybe. So, when he's lying about like how we welcomed you into this house, how we treated you well, and this is what you're going to do to us, you're going to take all our money, take our house, when you know you didn't work for it, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that was really great, because... God, I can't believe we're going political again, but we're going political. Do it. <laughs> I like the fact that Marta is an immigrant. Her mom is yes. an illegal immigrant, mm-hmm. right? Yes. She yes. is all process, a anchor baby. I thought the mm-hmm. argument halfway through the movie where he had people on one side, people on the other side arguing about, oh, is it right for illegal immigrants to come into the country? One person's like, no, they did it the wrong way. They shouldn't come in. And then the other mm-hmm. side's like, no, they're just trying to make a better life for themselves and their kids and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But the moment Marta is the one that's getting all the money, suddenly it's like, whoa, wait a minute. You don't deserve wait. this. Why do you have to have a better life than me? Yeah. Yep. And at that is a mirror really, to society at its core. It exposed the hypocrisy, right? It yeah. was so um, perfect hypocrisy. And I like the fact that... At the same time, don't forget that Harlan did the exact same thing. He immigrated to the country and built his way up from the ground. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was, a, that was a good mirror of, like, even though these people are the, like, descendants of this immigrant who made his fortune that way, they're all, all like, basically, they would have opposed their father if he was in his younger position, right? Yeah, uh, no, exactly. but don't forget his father is white. I was mm. also gonna say, here, yeah. let me think about it. Sorry, train of thought gone. Um, oh, never mind. When you think about it, how many, like, being a third generation Northern European descendant, um, probably how many of our great great grandparents were undocumented? Oh. Probably all of them. Probably yeah. seventy-five to ninety <laughs> yeah. percent. Did they even yeah. have documents back then? This whole documentation thing is actually a modern construct, and the states, in particular, goes through a lot of effort to make it difficult to immigrate legally. Like, yeah. like they yeah. make it intentionally fucking hard, even for somebody from Canada to get into their country. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's um, my favorite that's... thing. If you're coming from Southern America, Southern America, so Latin America, so below Mexico, if you pass through Mexico, you cannot get refugee status in the u.s because you have to first apply for refugee status in mexico and get rejected it's the mm-hmm. first country you can only apply yeah. i think that's the same in canada it's it, the, it also it's applies the first to country that you land in is the only country you can apply refugee status for yes. yeah ah i see yeah yeah mm-hmm. no i i agree with uchi because it again that part really mirrored 
what I don't know, I, like uh, our listeners listening to this, maybe some might agree with me too, but it mirrors what our society is actually like because it's yeah. even me personally, I've been in situations where I'd watch two like you know non-immigrant, well I won't say non-immigrant, but two like fourth generation, fifth generation, whatever, th- two Canadians or Americans like argue about whether immigration laws are like you know right or wrong or whatever or different. They get into a heated debate. But then once the professor of the uni class is like from India or from China or whatever, then they'd Suddenly be like they're a little anti-immigrant. Yeah, then they'd be like, huh. Meanwhile, there's like a lot of like my aunt wants to be a professor, but like they're not giving the position to her, and like they're just taking all the jobs. You know, Uchi remembers the story about um the guy met at an environment party who wanted to be a fisherman up oh, in Halifax. So he was yep. he was doing an environment here. Um and he was complaining that immigrants in Canada we're actually taking all of the good fishermen jobs and stuff like that. And he did he doesn't get why he has to come down to university to get his environment degree or whatever. Huh. And then all of the girls at the table at the time, because uh, environment was mostly female, female population environments, a lot higher than the male population and at the U of M anyways. Um, and, you know, there's a bunch of girls arguing with them being like, well, that doesn't matter. Like just, you know, like they're happy that there's a good mix of culture or whatever, whatever in the environment field. And then he lit- he literally looks at me. This is a party. He looks at me, and then he's like, "Hey, what's your name?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm Sam." And he's like, "See, Sam, I like people like you because you probably came in legally, and like you're you're a man's man. Like that's what he called me. He said I'm a man's man." See- and him just saying that, and then going on to a new face of being like, you know, I I hate like immigrants coming and take away jobs. And I'm just like, huh, this is real life. Like, this is people right now, you know? Well, see, and so, that's like, yeah. um, in agriculture, a lot of um, the labor that work on a lot of the ve- local, like, local larger vegetable farms mm-hmm. are from Mexico. And they come here for six, eight months work and then go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that was a huge thing when I was going through the ag, through ag that this was, oh, you know, they're taking all the vet, the jobs that we should be getting. And I'm sitting there listening to these guys whose dads are all big time grain farmers. And I'm saying, yeah, but would you go pick vegetables for no, minimum wage and no benefits for 12 hours a day? No. no. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying here is like they're because they don't mind doing the work. Like, that's yeah. the thing. And they'll make better money being here for the six months than they would back home. Back home, yeah. And yeah. it's just, like, that's the same sort of thing. And, like, that's also, it happens in agriculture. And it's just, like, mm-hmm, and that's yeah. a big thing, like, with this whole COVID crisis. Right. There, we may not, like, that's why if we see a price in our vegetables skyrocket, even though they're locally grown, it's because we don't have that, affor- uh, labor. but they that would say affordable labor. Yeah, I would also I, say I, you can't see me, but I was doing affordable with air. Oh, okay. right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say also, like, especially now being 2020, the world is so like globalization has gone to a point where like almost like workforce per country almost doesn't even matter as much anymore. Like, literally, you go into, like, NASA, and it's, you know, it's fucking people from all over the world working in NASA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, blaming, I, I feel like at this point, it goes, blaming someone who, who is a foreigner for stealing your job isn't really a valid argument anymore. Because at this it, point, 
your competition isn't just the people in your country. Your competition is the entire fucking world at this point yeah. right now. And, and that's that's the thing, right? Is it's the problem isn't immigration. The problem is you got a top-down system that's incentivized to play people against each other, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the problem. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm gonna go deep here. The problem is capital. Um, <laughs> yeah. For lack of a better word, capital. Capitalism, not capitalism, yeah. but capital. Like the, yeah, right. the moneyed interest at the top and the power it wields in dividing people against each other. Is mm-hmm. the problem so right um yeah i don't know that's that's why the trumpism thing is so I was effective say, right should we right. should we bring it back around we should <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's that's just what i wanted to get out See? there is, is it, it this movie demonstrated how it's so easy to blame someone else rather than to look at your own flaws right right it's yeah. it's the easier solution to do that um because none of these people want to come to terms with the fact that they didn't fucking earn anything. Like they're no different from Marta. She's just mm-hmm. she's working as hard as they are. But uh, yeah. Linda got a million dollar loan from her dad. That's why she's a self made businesswoman, right? Yeah. Right. I think so. that's also the best example. The fact that Linda, who yes, she got the the million dollar loan from her dad, right? But has this successful business is losing her fucking mind over this as well. Hmm. That's yeah. true. She's just greedy. That's true. She just yeah. Greedy. She just wanted more stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and the fact that she also made her husband sign a prenup, which is mentioned in the <laughs> fucking funny. That was so yeah. Good. Always <laughs> sign the prenup. Always sign a prenup. <laughs> I do not hold that against her character. No, <laughs> so, not at all. That I, is. I just have a want a quick pause because I know we talk a lot about our different jobs on the podcast, mm-hmm. and this is something I've been personally wondering. I know Sam took environmental. What did you get? What Uchi and Mike, what did you guys take in university? I was computer science. Okay. I did geography. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. Yeah. <laughs> back back yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> that awkward moment's like, what did you even study? What did you even study? What yeah. did you study? I would just feel uh, like, now we know what where all the, like, our sidebar stories come from, like, relating to right. our degrees. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I don't know. I I appreciate just most of that in the sense that like again, it it showed the well, I guess the cuz I don't know, Mike Mike made the mention of Martha working as hard, maybe even harder than the mm-hmm. actual mm-hmm. members of the family were working. Um but at the same time, Martha has the added like which is again the the tale of almost every immigrant, right? Where it's like you're working but your problems are far much more than the person who's just actually a citizen, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. working full-time or part-time, you know, because I remember I would work and go to school. Um, and you have to, like, keep track of your hours because if you go over a certain amount of hours of working, then all of a sudden, you know, CRA knocks on your door and is like, if you keep working that amount of hours, we're going to kick you out of the country. Um, yeah. So, you know, but then you also need to live because everything is so expensive right yeah. now. Oh, good so old I think inflation. it's like. I think it's like 20 hours a week. So basically, if you're a student yeah. in Canada, you only work. You can only work 20 hours a week. You can't work more than 20 hours. But guess what? What if you need to buy a new PC for school? Or you need to buy, uh, I don't know, a bunch of textbooks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Textbooks are really expensive. You need to work more than 20 hours, you know? So it's like all of these things that you also have to keep track of. And then, you know, if an immigrant also ends up, you know, doing side gigs on, you know, whatever, like ends up, I, I don't know, being a, a, I don't know, making clothes for people or moccasins or stuff like that. And they're making even more money. 
you know, CRA is like, well, you still have to report that, you know, and like they still have to deal with that. And then if you have siblings, maybe you immigrated with your siblings or stuff like that, you have to still have enough money to take care of them. If you're taking care of yourself here in Canada and you also I know some people have families that aren't doing as well um, and they're like the golden children of their family who have immigrated somewhere else then they have to look after themselves and also maybe potentially send money home to their mm-hmm. families at as well, you know? So there's all of that. And then you still have the added bonus of your, you being treated like shit because all you're trying to do is just, just live Love. like a normal person. Almost like you the know? system is rigged from the top. Yeah, down. exactly. It's almost, <laughs> like, so, it's almost <laughs> like this, what this group of people, I don't know. Let's call them the 1%. The 1%. <laughs> it's almost like they have too much power. Almost. Don't quote me on that. We need to tax the 1%. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done my Bernie impression. But, like, that's oh something I really enjoy about this movie. It's a murder mystery, but it's got a political message in it as well. It has a yes. lot of political overtones built into yes. it. Yeah. But it doesn't shove it in your face, which it's, is what I like. It's not shoved in your face. It's something that when you notice it, you notice it, right? Someone can watch mm-hmm. this movie, not see the political message at all, just walk away, be like, that was a and good just time. Just walk away, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe yeah. the walk away be like I I don't know man Ramsey seems just mm-hmm. right that that immigrant mm-hmm. who was from either Mexico or or Colombia mm-hmm. or Paraguay yeah. or Ecuador that was so shit of the fact that they didn't uh, yeah, even know I was which gonna country say, also from. also yes I was gonna say like it's a good thing Uchi mentioned that because I was gonna mention that as well literally every single member of the family calls a total like they basically think South America is just all the same. Because someone yeah. says she's from Brazil. I think Ransom says she's from Brazil. Ransom yeah. says Brazil. Walt, Walt says she's from Uruguay. Uruguay. Um, the other one with white with the white hair says she's Paraguay. from Paraguay. Yeah. And then someone else says she's from like freaking Mexico or something like that. And I'm just yeah. like, you guys have Isn't called. Isn't she like, from Ecuador? <laughs> at this point, I'm not even sure anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think the, I think that's a gag the movie gave us. <laughs> it was because like, where are you? She's from, from South America. <laughs> Wait, why is she speaking All Spanish? These country- yeah, she was speaking Spanish. All these countries are different countries yeah. with different <laughs> cultures and different, like, you, you know what I mean? Listen, it's Sam, there's only two countries in the world. It's America and not America. <laughs> oh there's two different types of people in the world. People who are American and people who wish they were American. Oh, America number one. <laughs> I thought that was, that was just, oh, man. It it was I I got like goosebumps with that because it kind of reminded me of you know when you tell people you, you're almost forced to tell people you're from Africa instead of telling them what country in Africa you're from because you just know they think Africa is just all the same you know which is ironic because it's actually bigger than I mean Canada. I think it's kind of like <laughs> if some you ask someone from America where they're from and they're in Europe and they said Wisconsin the European would go like, well, where the fuck is Wisconsin? Oh my Just God. say yeah. America, right? Oh, yeah, like, exactly. They, <laughs> like, sidebar. <laughs> sidebar. Yes. When I went to Vegas, we went to see an Aussie strip show. Everyone on the strip that we would meet asked my friend and I where we were from. We'd say, oh, Manitoba. And we'd get, where is that? Canada. Mm. Oh, where in Canada? Above Minnesota. And they'd lo- they had no idea where the hell Minnesota even was. <laughs> <laughs> so, and yet when we, so we went we went for drinks with these australian strippers after the show and they asked oh where are you from and of course i showed up to the strip show wearing my jeans and a big belt buckle so they're like oh you're from calgary and i was like oh no winnipeg manitoba and the, they actually the aussies knew where we were from and where winnipeg manitoba was <laughs> compared to the american someone from nine thousand miles away but you know again, <laughs> british commonwealth right yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> the sun never sets. The sun oh never sets on the British Empire. We're gonna Jeez. all be drinking tea and speaking the good old <laughs> language of the king. And drinking and or not drinking Madelines, eating Madelines. Oh eating Madelines and drinking some Yorkshire tea. <laughs> no, no this, this. You want to go out no. back and kick the the pigskins, play some good old fashioned soccer. <laughs> no, wait, I said soccer, football. Not what, not play, what is prepared. <laughs> This uh this movie re- uh received three nominations for best motion picture, best actor which is Daniel Craig, um and best actress for uh, Anna De- the Anna De Armas the uh, Marta. actress who played Marta, um and uh original score like a musical. So I, I didn't really didn't even notice the music in this. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't yeah, notice it as well. I yeah. I actually did because I kept needing to turn it down. <laughs> Dude, this is well, so weirdly more... balanced. It got so loud when it didn't need to. Yeah, and yeah. It was definitely there to give the movie like a stylistic vibe. Um, and it almost okay. felt like oh. fantasy or like adventure. No, 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 type, no, 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 no. Right? Um, it let me let me really lean into this here. This is okay. this is gonna sting to make this comparison, <laughs> but the vibe that this movie was going for, the movie King Arthur did it better. <laughs> all right and on that note yeah. we are ending that the podcast <laughs> wow i'm just king talking which one about... was king arthur that is the guy Ritchie one. Um, oh my goodness and like now that movie was, was trash was it the one with kira knightley in it i don't know that I, it was, was com- so horrible the, but the thing that they did where they're like recounting the stories and then there's like flash cutbacks or flashback they're cut to a flashback right and then right. snap back to reality somebody corrects them and the way the script was like really snappy and jumpy Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like the movie was trying to kind of give us that vibe, um, yeah. but it only half committed to it, right? Right. So right. I got that sense from the soundtrack being there and sort of the way it kept cutting to flashbacks, but mm-hmm. it felt like they leaned into that stylistic or that style, that style choice, uh, but then they backed off it a little bit and I would have preferred it if they'd committed to sort of like the jumpy nature a little bit more, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow the it, the film was edited by Bobby Duchet. Who's that? Uh, he was the guy who did. Hold on, I'm looking it up just to make sure I'm I'm correct. Uh, the Finest Hour. He did the Finest Hour. He did the Jungle Book. Um, he also did uh the Mummy, like all of them, and Van Helsing, I think. So like he is known for doing like um what's it called? We, like stylistic uh shot like i don't know like color grading and stuff like that like like with the music and stuff um all of his movies seem to follow that uh that format i think um he also did the adventures of huckleberry finn so he's more uh, he did looper as well i don't know if these are movies i'm mentioning that you've seen so i've seen i, was saying, I think i've seen ben helsing <laughs> yeah he did uh he did the last jedi he did rampage uh he did godzilla Ooh, that's did, a good movie. Yeah, he did GI, whichever GI Joe. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. I was say there's so many GI Joe. GI Joe movies. Yeah, but he's he's done a ton of Hollywood movies though. He's done so many. Jesus Christ. But yeah, no. Uh, Bobby, like I I just remember him because a lot of the TV shows I usually watch, um, like they make jokes of them like editing stuff or whatever, and being like, "Well, who do I look like to you, Bobby Duchet?" And I'm like, "That's hilarious." So hmm. I thought that was just he's a popular like film editor for Hollywood. 
So You're yeah. saying Bobby Duchet, and all I can think of is that Adam Sandler movie from the 90s, The Waterboy, with Bobby Boucher. Yeah, Bobby <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But not bad. Actually, not like the cast is... The cast aside, I think like Daniel Evans and uh, da- uh, Anna Delmar did really good. Anna Delmas, rather, yeah. uh, they did good. So as like the top three like focal points of the film, um, Lakeith Steinfeld as like the the actual police officer that wanted that looked like he wanted to just go home and like watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> he was so over it. <laughs> he was. He was ready to go home from the beginning of the movie. He was, yeah. he was tired <laughs> he was of dealing with rich folk. He was just like, yo, let yeah. me just go, bro. Oh, I don't get paid enough to deal with this shit. Yeah, he, he looked like he was done. Um, but yeah, and then you I have guess... Daniel Craig just just going crazy the entire Eccentric, time. Eccentric, yeah. <laughs> also, no, uh, the but, scene... I was gonna say uh, when, with his character, sorry, but the delay's fucking with us. Um, yeah, like, that's okay. His, like, it's just his the way how his character is kind of eccentric. That's kind of and the music as well. That's kind of why I brought up that's sort of they only half leaned into the stylism of it. Right. And that's why I think the movie would have benefited a bit more from it because it really mm-hmm. would have complemented his character. And then the way right. the dramatic violins would just come in out of nowhere, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, I, I, I almost, I think. Uh, what was it called get out might have done that style of music mixed in with the film a lot better because watching get out with the violin and the you know kind of like going up and then there's a lot of tension involved i have not that that's yeah with get out it's stung a bit more with the violin in the background and get Um, out also with um right yeah uh, more thriller right it would have a it would have a different sense to it then right i guess so or like even a movie like us because us also had violins in it too but like they were done in such a way where it's like you know it's like they do it and it's a crescendo and then like something happens like some random person in red just like runs across the hallway and you're like what the fuck was that you know horror and thriller rely a little bit more on the music i mean look at the like the john carpenter movies right Mm mm-hmm like that relies so much on music to build the intensity and right. i feel like that because that's something that was established so like i don't want to say early on in the filmmaking days but like so many of those cult films that were mm-hmm. created that you can still that are still hold up to, to to today's standards right that's where that was established right that was established yeah okay i guess that makes sense um and just to add before we wrap up here i was also going to say how i knew that Daniel Craig's character was gonna be straight up batshit crazy, uh, was the scene after they all like had a dinner party just after the funeral, and Martha walks out and he lights a cigar in the dark, and she turns around and just sees him smoking like in the shade at night just outside of the house and he hadn't gone home yet, and I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? So th- as soon as that 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 scene hit. That's what I was like. Yeah, he's 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 Batman. He's a lunatic in this. Um, oh, on the note of Batman, <laughs> sidebar. Did you hear who was announced to play the next Batman? Oh yeah, a long time, uh, long time ago. Right? Yeah, long time okay, ago. Maybe I'm just hearing this news. There's even a picture but of him. But it makes next me mad. Next to I'll send it to the group chat. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's a that's a discussion for another time when we do an actual DC movie because yeah. um, they're. Man of Steel Superman. 2 has also been confirmed, so they're making a second oh, Man okay. of Steel. Okay, time to start sharpening well. my knives. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know so what? They're making a second Man of Steel right now. Um, they're also making a Flash movie to reset everything. Apparently. Oh, Flashpoint. Flashpoint, yeah. So that's going to reset the entire DC cinematic universe, and they'll start from scratch. They're really desperate, um, aren't they? I, keep, I don't need a cinematic universe. Hey, I think I think says... they're just trying to do it right. You you know what I mean? Like I think the executive because they sacked almost all of the executives, so now they have like a brand new panel. They sacked both both executives making the movies and executive executives making the comic books, which is why the recent movie Apocalypse War uh, just ended wait this, wait the wait wait well. fuck bro spoilers. What? No, I, I was I just, watching it. Knows I was watching. No, no, last, no I was everyone watching knows it's it. the last movie, though. It's but like I was watching end. it. I was watching it, bro. <laughs> oh, but okay. I, I didn't mean to spoil anything. <laughs> I literally said wait three times. Bro, I even muted the group chat when you went off on Sunday talking about it. I was like, no spoilers. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought it's, you would have okay. known that this was the last movie. But anyway, it's okay. It's okay, um, Uchi. DC's trash. You're not missing out on anything. <laughs> not the animated <laughs> universe, though. The animated universe is pretty good. Kind of balled yeah. over my whole me going science nerds. Yes. <laughs> science nerds. What's ever? What's the actual definition of a flashpoint? Oh, when uh, something ignites. So yeah. flashpoint is basically uh, the Flash Barry Allen uh, running back in time okay, no, to change uh, to change like a <laughs> pit of, a pivotal. A, wait, don't, don't say that. That's what happened in Endgame. <laughs> You go back in time to change a pivotal event that changes the future. So they're resetting everything. I was more referring everything, to the chemical right? flashpoint. Like oh, that's what you're saying. She was saying like a joke. in the air said, rises said, so high. science yeah. nerds, <laughs> not comic book nerds. Jeez. Okay. Well, I don't know why you wanted to know that. I mean, like, we all, I we all knew what that was. I so, knew that. I was just okay. you know, trying to be funny, but okay. Never mind. <laughs> Show me your final thoughts. Listen, oh, I, I, I approve, Pam, but because because I enjoy any opportunity to dump on DC. Um, yeah, final thoughts. Um, final thoughts, yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? Okay, I'll go first, because I started this whole shitter shit off then. Um, mm -hmm. You know what? This movie was really good. Um, the casting did not impress me, but the script really impressed me, and I actually like it more now that we've had this conversation, because there's a lot of little nuances that I did miss, and I was paying attention throughout this whole movie, right? So, I think... I'm going to give this movie, in, well, a writing system, I guess. Everybody knows it at this point. Mm -hmm. um, all the way to the north, because the writing is fucking Oh, right. I didn't tight. even explain that yet. You know, yeah. You know what? I should probably we'll, we'll explain back. it. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> writing was tight as hell, but the uh, casting, cinematography, all that sort of stylistic stuff kind mm -hmm. of left a bit to be desired for me, which is why I made that horrid comparison a little I while ago. I can see that. Um, yeah. So, if they had leaned into it just a little bit more, uh, mm -hmm. I would have really enjoyed it. But in this case, it just kind of felt a little bland, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just, like, mm -hmm. the way the movie was shot and the flashbacks felt mm -hmm. a little dry, and the script had to carry the entire weight. So, in that case, we're just going to give it a just straight north. Mm -hmm. um, I, will, I will <laughs> jump in, yeah, <laughs> just to clarify... For those uh, who are just listening in this episode to our podcast, um, Northern Critic, uh, we uh, here we here Northern Critic rate and review our movies using a coordinate system. Um, so we go north for good writing and cinematography. Well, well, just good writing, sorry. 
um, and South for bad writing. So the North South basically dictates how good the writing was. Um, and an East means a good cinematography or style or casting or whatever. Um, and a West is if all of that, all of that was bad. So, um, Mike gave it a North beating. It was good writing. And then the cinematography and casting and style was just right in the middle. So, um, not good, not bad. Yeah, exactly. So, but good writing, just okay. Cinematography. That was from Mike. Uh, I guess I can go second. I loved, loved, loved the writing. Watching this movie, I'm not gonna lie, has motivated me to keep writing as an author. Uh, it just say you did send the jizz donut in the group chat. <laughs> yes, uh, it was. It, uh, I fell in love with it. Whoever wrote this script, like Ryan big ups Johnson. to you. Ryan big Johnson ups to you. You've done a you've done a fantastic job. Yes. <laughs> I think Sam's gonna get this. down on one knee and propose right away. Uh, oh Sam. my goodness. Sam. Yes. It was written yes. by Ryan Johnson. Ryan. Okay. Ryan Joss. Ryan Johnson. The you, the force. You have redeemed yourself. No. Yeah. No. Last Jedi. That's the... you have redeemed yourself. All of what you've done up until now, it doesn't matter anymore. You've done good. You've done great. Uh, I mean, I won't say it doesn't matter, but like you know what I mean. You you've done good. You've done good. Uh, I can't say so... I care about Star Wars. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's worked. It's okay with me. Yes. So I just it. I loved it. Like this is this is probably one of the. I can see myself watching this movie over and over. I can watch this with my mom. I can watch it again with family. I can watch it again with friends. Like I can see myself rewatching it with people. Uh, I can see. In. Yeah, like, the ahead. movie does hold up for rewatching because yes. it's so dense, right? Yes, exactly. Um, so I could definitely see myself rewatching it. Um, I find myself making a lot of donut references now too, which is just great. Um, <laughs> donut the, inside the, a donut. <laughs> uh, the people, the people who love me right now are probably sick of me today, especially because as soon as we were done watching it, we went out to buy donuts. Shit, um, I want donuts. So. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna lie. For the last two days, I was like, "Man, I could go for some like bronuts donuts or some like yeah. what's that or O donuts." I haven't oh. had those donuts in like forever. So, I but I could go for some like high end fucking donuts right now. Yeah, I mean, and my, I my only you donuts not. I have here are fucking Tim Hortons. Eh, little trash. Yeah. I will say uh, that the bakery donuts and co-op are pretty decent, but I mean they're not like. Can we let instead of donuts? Can we let Sam finish his his, yeah. his ravings? <laughs> we are getting off topic. Sorry, I was just Sam. gonna say, as far as this movie's concerned, um, yes, um, close friends to me like Uchi and Mike or Pam, you guys are close friends too, would probably hear me saying things whenever we're in dire situations ever in our friendship. Uh, mysterious situations, I would say things like this, there's a hole in the middle, this is a donut, and you guys will totally understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so, great writing. North for me, for the writing. Um, cinematography, I liked the way it was edited. Bobby Duchesne did a good job, not a great job. It was okay. Um, so it's not going totally east, but like, you know, it's bending in a little bit. You know, I would say more like a, it's more like a like France, you know, <laughs> like where France would be on the map. Imagine your origin to the east. Imagine, imagine your origin being like, you know, in the middle of the Atlantic. It'll be like a France, you know. Well, I mean, so uh, you so could... slightly northeast. 
Yeah. Like fully north, but like a little bit east. You know, like I, I feel like that's a good way to explain it. So like a France or like a Spain, you know. Um, so yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I can definitely see myself rewatching this for sure. It's a it's a fun movie to watch uh, with people who love movies. Like if you ever want to watch it with your friends who love movies, if I want to watch it with fellow movie makers or fellow fellow screenplay writers, it's a good movie to watch. So yeah, good time all around. I loved it. Great movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess I'm next. I really enjoy this movie. I I don't say I loved it because I didn't love it, but I thought it was well written. I actually really enjoyed the cast. They're all entertaining to watch. They're not good people. A lot of them are shitheads, but they're all great. <laughs> I like the scene of Ramsey being like, you can eat shit, you can eat shit, you can eat shit, you can eat shit. <laughs> and they're all losing the mind over someone saying you can eat shit. Like, <laughs> That's a real family. They get on each other's nerves, right? It's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. They're all shit people, but it's really great. Um, I feel like this movie... I feel like the more I watch this movie, like the more I go back to watch this movie again and again, it'll get better because of how dense it is. So I have to and go. You pick up on different things each time. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. like some of the stuff that Michael and Sam were talking about, I didn't actually remember that from the movie because I was fixed on something else that happened in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So I give the writing in this movie in North. It's, it's very well written. That's someone going over the scripts time and time again to make sure everything made sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with that. There was a lot of revision. <laughs> there was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some other movies can go through uh, this many, just half as many revisions. Yeah. As for... I should say, I appreciate. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, say what sorry. you appreciate. No, I was going to say, I do appreciate me saying the knives are in the shape of a donut and Michael being like, oh, right. And I was like, yep. Yeah. Anyway, no, I yeah, said I'm not going to give that one to you. <laughs> no, I was like, you said, all right. I was like, you said, all right. <laughs> that was that, that's fucking bullshit. Wait, I'm not, wait, no, wait, not wait, allowed. Wait, wait, wait. You could say it's an O donut. Yes, it is yes. an O donut. Yes. <laughs> and O donuts, or I was saying O donuts wants to sponsor donuts for the next podcast. When we're in studio. We yeah. really appreciate it. I'll oh be happy for God. that. Okay. As, as for like cinematography, the way it looked, all that stuff, I. It's not like this weird hippie, like not hippie, this weird experimental shooting style. But I don't think this movie can needed that. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The soundtrack was not great. So let's be honest, the soundtrack was kind of forgettable. Yeah, it so was memorable. I'll give this a northeast, right? And I shall throw this in the country of Denmark. Denmark. <laughs> Why Denmark? <laughs> Denmark is northeast. Yeah, it's I know. Not it. <laughs> though. It's it's to the west of the center. It's is it? In, it's in yes. <laughs> I don't know. I thought we were doing. Sure. I thought we were doing yeah, GMT. Not. I thought we were doing GMT. Where's the center of this earth? It goes right through Britain. So the center Britain's, is Britain. So Britain Denmark is, is to the, the east to, of Britain. Is it? Yes. It is. I'm. I'm a fucking ape. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Wait. How are you gonna argue with the man who did so bad? I was thinking Iceland. How are you gonna argue with the man who did geography? You know, oh, I, I I humbly take my hat in my hands. And oh my work. God. <laughs> Fuck me. Which ah! <laughs> <Just> like, what? Because <laughs> I even start questioning myself. I'm like, wait a minute. Do I know my map? <laughs> nope. 
Michael doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great Give movie. Denmark. I'm thinking Iceland over here. Uh, oh my god, that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Denmark. Okay. Bad. Okay, so I'm gonna give this movie a northeast. I almost said northwest. Northeast. The writing I thought was quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well revised, um, well put together. The actors were eh. Like, I like Daniel Craig. I like Chris Evans, but like, and the girl who played Marta. Those are the mm-hmm. only three memorable characters. But those were really the three characters the story focused around. Um, the editing was good. Cinematography was okay. Um, music to me was like non-existent. Um, so I can't really even comment on that. Like, I don't even remember music in this movie. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna throw it in the area of Russia. <laughs> area of for, Russia. For my nor- northeast. That's fair. That's fair. Are we just gonna like start that. using a map though? Hey, oh, I, I remember where she was from now. Where she so from? the actress who, the actress who played Marta is also she's from the Blade Runner movie as well. Yes, she is the twenty forty nine one. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I had seen her face somewhere. I just couldn't place it. She's also she going to be in the new James Bond movie. In the new James Bond as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. She's a she's a, an up and coming actress. She's she's pretty. Good. She's one yes. of those people that sneaks up on you. Wait, it's been a while since we last did this, but is it just because she's a good actress, Sam, or is there other reasons? I mean, uh, well, I mean, I like I'm not gonna put my foot in my mouth for saying this because even my partner knows about this, but I happen she's to be really very, hot. very, I happen to be very, very attractive to people attracted. of Latin descent. <laughs> attractive, uh, yeah, attracted to them because wait, the way Sam said attractive. What did he say? Attractive? He said, he said attractive. he's very attractive. I said attracted. Too. No, no, I said attracted. <laughs> we have audio attractive. recording, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Yo, Sam okay. just gets all the Latinos. Sam just like walks out the door like, hey, mommy, come here. She's, she's actually Gross. from Cuba. So. She's, Cuba's, from, she's from Cuba. Does Cuba well, count as Latino? I mean, yeah. yeah. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Wait, we are not the right people to ask. We've got two black people, two white people. We're not the right people to ask this <laughs> question. No, we have no Latino representation at all. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. If there's someone who is of Cuban descent who is listening, please enlighten us. Please tell us. I bring uh, you know what? I'm looking at the map, and these names look Spanish, so we'll say sure. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they speak Spanish. Spanish. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, but basically... Yes, I I do have a soft spot for people of Latin descent. Uh, love their movies, love the people, love the culture. It's great. So food is amazing. Yes, yeah, maybe that's why I'm a little bit. But also, I just love the they. There's a lot of similarities I would say between people of Latin descent and people of African descent. Like black people and like Latino people have a sense of connection to each other, which like I've seen time and time again, even when I was growing up. So it's just. I appreciate the fire that their people have, and our people have that fire too. So it's just, I'm just, I, I'm just a love. I, I'm in love with the people. So yeah. yeah. For a minute, I thought you were going to say you would be a big burning ball of love, and I was going to be like, let's not go into that territory. No. Right now. <laughs> no. You know I want to see. I, just, I love the people. That's it. You know, I want to see. I want to see this what? movie remade, but as a Nigerian movie. Oh my god, that would be the best movie ever no, made. No, it needs to be Bollywood for that oh, yes. out-of-place oh, car chase that they had in the center. 
That's the one thing I didn't talk about. That car chase was so fucking garbage. Why did was, that happen? Wait, wait, well, that's my favorite thing about the car chase, though. They even addressed it when he got yeah, out of the car. Yeah, that was a they stupid yeah. car chase. <laughs> that was the dumbest car chase ever. And I'm like, thank you. That did yeah. not need to be See, in the movie. That was a good point I did enjoy. It was the self-awareness a little bit in the movie. And like the movie we're doing next week, there will be a little more like self-awareness, which is even more entertaining. But I'm trying not to spoil next week's episode. Okay. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I guess we can start wrapping up any Let's recommendations up. for this week. Well, I'm gonna break stra- break form here and actually recommend something. I just finished the first book of the Dresden Files, so Ooh. if you okay. like like trash noir pulp mixed with fantasy, that's the perfect book for you. I quite thoroughly I enjoyed that. it. It was it was like eight only eight hours on Audible, and I listened to the whole thing yesterday. Mm-hmm. Don't regret it whatsoever. Um, I rather enjoyed it. I'm going to be reading the rest of the series or listening to it over the course of the next couple couple weeks. Audible, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> hey Audible, come on! <laughs> I hear oh, you're loose with your money. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was it, it was a really good book, and it like I said, the, it actually had a sense of self awareness that this movie did too, right? It mm. kind of knew it was noir trash and played into it a little bit and I rather enjoyed that I think the character's meant to be sort of a piece of sh- sexist shit and he fits right in so mm-hmm. yeah well, uh, I oh sorry go ahead I was gonna say well if we're gonna recommend I did a podcast recommendation last week but I think I'll do a book recommendation this week um, if you're into okay. kind of like science environmental stuff um, I'm actually in the process of reading Hidden Life of Trees by Peter Walben, I think is how you pronounce the last name. And it's actually endorsed by the David Suzuki Institution. So if you're into, like, it's a pretty dry read, but they're definitely an an interesting read. So, Um, very (laughs) sciencey. I will recommend it would be books, but it's also related to film. Because, guess what? Dune is coming to cinemas this year. Yes. And it stars Timothy Charlemet, who has played so many great roles. He's a good actor. Um, For those of you who haven't seen The King on Netflix, he was in that as well. He was the main character. Um, Not a great, not a great movie. I mean, not as great as the actual play, but still a pretty good movie. So it's a nice watch. Uh, Has Timothy in there and it has my homegirl Zendaya. Um, So I would recommend reading up the books just to catch up before the movie comes out because the, the world of Dune is amazing. It's, it's, it's sci-fi meets Mad Max, but not really. It's hard to explain, but it's 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 great. It just it's a, a reason. Is it, it was like a post-apocalypse? No, it's, it's uh, more future. It's very okay. traditional science fiction, like yeah. highbrow, like sort of cerebral sci-fi. I read the first mm-hmm. half of the first book. It didn't do much for me, but I've been told I need to try again, and my dad will swear by it, so I think I will. Yeah, it's great. So I would recommend reading the books now, even if you just read the first one. So that way, when the actual film comes out, um, you you might gain some level of appreciation for the film yeah. as well a little bit more. Yeah. Um, it comes out later this year, so you might as well just start reading the book now. I'm debating whether I want to read the book or watch the movie first, because I know we're going to review the movie on the podcast, and yeah. I don't want I, to... Yeah. 
I don't want to say like God forbid if the movie's not as good. I don't want to be like and then in the book it did this and the movie was like that. I don't want to be like that. Are going to say that the movie isn't as good because the people who like Dune think it is a masterpiece and it cannot be topped, right? Yeah, Um, it's kind of got that status within the sci-fi community. Mm -hmm. It is to sci-fi as Lord of the Rings is to fantasy. See, oh. Yes, I would say that. Yeah. And that's the thing I find with books made into movies and all that. If I read the book beforehand, um, I create what the characters look like and all that. And I feel like I'm disappointed with the movie. But where if I watch the movie before reading the books, I hear um, the char- the actor who played the character in the book reading essentially their voice in my head. Like yeah. a good example of that, like I read the Lord of the Rings books before I saw the movies Mm-hmm. Um, but with the movie um, Longest Ride, which is a Nicholas Sparks adaptation, mm. I saw the movie before I read the book. And all when I was reading that book, I could hear Alan Alda's voice basically mm-hmm. reading me the book, which I mean, isn't a bad thing because I love Alan Alda. But <laughs> but also, do you guys want to know what the cast for this movie is? It's no. Timothy Charlemagne. We can do the cast Zendaya. Let, let's deal with this later. I do have to we're, go yeah, out and order food. Because so. I was like, going to be here like, any minute. <laughs> okay. Because I'm like, Jason Momoa, Batista is in here too. It's like, a great cast. It's a okay, great sorry, cast. Sorry. But like, okay, okay, it's, this is for okay, when we okay. review the movie when it comes out yes, in December. Okay, okay. Hopefully, theaters okay. will be open by then. Oh, God, I hope <laughs> Basically, so. I'm saying just Sam, go read the book. Go read the book. That's his yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just go read the book. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uchi, do you have recommendations? Um... Nah, I don't have anything really to recommend this week. I'm watching some new shit, so maybe I have something to recommend next week. But for this week, mm-hmm. I don't have much. All right, yeah. so do we want to do plugs or? Plugs. Yes, we will do the plugs. Um, you can find us on Instagram on the gram at Northern Critic UMFM. Again, that's at Northern Critic UMFM. Our followership increased again this week. You guys oh, are awesome. Any um, you do the stuff we so. look before we go online. Yes. Uh, please, someone send me text messages before we actually start recording for me to look those up. Uh, but essentially, I don't. I don't think so. But we have been increasing, steadily increasing our followers. We're almost at a hundred. Um, I would say shout out to Kaya Morris because she liked all of our posts from the very first one. And my phone got flooded with like fifty something likes at some point. Uh, but that, basically, isn't that, isn't that cheating? Because you're just shouting out your girlfriend. Yes, it is. Type of, <laughs> it is kind of cheating. Um, <laughs> but essentially, everyone else who's following us, like go. it's gr- it's great. Um, so yeah, Uchi, I guess you're going. Uh, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Northern underscore Critic on Twitter on Northern underscore Critic. And you can follow myself on Instagram. It's underscore Uchi. Is it 95 or 199? It's underscore Uchi 199. No, I started getting confused with another handle for a different profile. But yes, it's Ah. underscore Uchi 199. So basically, Uchi catfishes people. That's what we're hearing. Oh, no, that's that's my gaming tag. (laughs) Ah, okay. Yeah, find me in in the Gulag fam. Um, you can find my Instagram, which is at Sam Shinobi, um, which is just basically what it is at Sam Shinobi. And we also have a website, which is www.northerncritic.com. So you can also find us there too. 
I will be updating it tomorrow. Uh, however, for now, we have a full catalog of all of the episodes and all of the films that we've done up until now. So if you ever just want to look at like a wall of fame of all the movies we've done, it'll be on the website as well. And more changes to come too, as far as merch and everything's concerned, eventually down the line. So give that a look as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so lastly, you can find me on Instagram at Winter Beauty. That's Winter Beauty with an I instead of I. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, so with everything still going on and we're wrapping up the podcast, we're going to end it the same way we have been ending it. Remember, don't be a dick. Wash your hands. Stay safe, everyone. Don't touch your balls. Ooh. Bye. Speaking about balls, just before we wrap up, Bundesliga is coming back. Okay, now yeah. we can say bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, my goodness.